Ladies and gentlemen, a late hate is back for a second episode of the week. Kevin, we're going overtime. We're going to overdrive for you great listeners. Before we start, just want to say, if you haven't started listening to us on Spotify, yes. Apple, all that, Kevin, I'll pass to you. Just continue the plug. Go, pal. Yeah, yeah. Check out the audio-only version of the podcast if you have it. if you want to be supportive, if you want to be so kind. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Pandora, we're just about everywhere you can get your podcasts. Check us out. Leave us a review. That'd be great. That'll help us grow the platform. And yeah, I'm glad you remembered because I would have definitely forgotten. Um, yeah, just for all you listeners, this has been a thing for weeks and weeks. Kevin keeps saying, oh, I wish I remembered. Well, we've remembered now. So yes. there we go. It only took us this long. Um, maybe Beautiful. we can try and make it a consistent thing to plug this at the start of each one. So. So who's got the better shirt? Let's ask the viewers right now. Who's rocking the better wrestling shirt? I, I think I got this one in a landslide. Come on. Look at that. The Scarface Eddie Guerrero. You can't even compete with that. Because if you do, if you do, if you do say that his shirt is better, you hate it. You hate on a dead man. So keep that in mind. That's just, that's so (laughs) virtuous of you. That's so virtuous. Um, But nonetheless, Kevin, I want to say before we start, we had some good discussions on last show with the Kurt Angle bio. We did a Roman Reigns going to Hollywood. Wrestlers, like main event, main events going part-time discussion. A bit on CM Punk and Collision and AEW. Before we start this show, Kevin, is there any news? Is there any? I'm glad you asked. There's a ton of news. All right, and, and really? I'm on. Yes, I'm on NoDQ.com. I'm over here. I'm looking at their special features section. All right, so they got tons of riveting news stories on here. So the first is a video, one of Ken Shamrock's first professional wrestling matches from 1990. Very cool. Next up, here we go. Photos from Mandy Rose shows off the results of her glute training and heavy trip thrusts with selfies. Then we have more Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose bikini photo shoot collaboration with AEW celebrity wrestler Paige Van Zandt. Then we have a video of uh, Billy Graham competing in a World's Strongest Man competition. <laughs> then we have uh, AEW star Tay Mello's cowgirl-themed bikini photo shoot. Then there's a video of MJF bringing the AEW world title to an indie show. Yep. Then we have, yet again, another Mandy Rose appearance. Former WWE NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose feeling blessed while tanning at her pool. Next up, WWE star Maxine Dupree's postcards from Florida bikini photo shoot. But wait, there's more. WWE star Emma, aka Tennille Dashwood's bikini photos from her trip to Costa Rica. And that, that is your uh, special feature section today on uh, NoDQ.com. So, lots of uh, riveting stuff going on. So to recap, in case you, you're a bit lost here, it's for me, it's May 24th. Um, for Kevin, it's, it's May 23rd. It's the middle of a random week in late May. Wrestling news is a bit slow right now. Um, there's nothing really too relevant at the moment. It's a bit of a holding phase, waiting for whatever happens with this AEW collision announcement with Sam Punk, whatever the WWE doing Saudi, then they can move forward. We're in a bit of a holding phase right now. Um, nothing big time has been announced or happening at the moment. And as a result, Kevin, we've got bikini photo shoots as the main stories on these wrestling websites, the wrestling dirt sheets. You've got Tay Mello's shoot and you've got Billy Graham with a, a, a thing like, yeah. Slow, that, slow, slow, Kevin. Now, to be fair, let me add some context. That's just uh, the special feature section. They have a news and rumors section. Um, and they have, like, an opinion section where they get, like, Is people... the news, rumors, and opinions any better? Like, Yeah, I mean, the news, you know, they have stuff of, like, 
here's like the second big story on the news section. WWE is considering the idea of making Monday Night Raw's third hour more adult themed. I mean, I'd say that's pretty quality content. You know, then you have um, an update on Liv Morgan's injury status. You know, stuff like that. Early ideas for uh, Cody Rose WrestleMania 40 opponent. Which is, um, if you believe the reports, it is supposed to be Gunther now. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to be for, you know, the I can't beat Roman belt. I'm not good enough yeah. to beat Roman. I'm, I'm number two forever. That belt. Or if yeah. Cody's going to miraculously steal the belts from, I guess, Joe and Noah's house. I assume that's what's going to happen. Unless he shows up at SummerSlam, which, you know, he probably will. Um, but, I mean, that'd be great. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be just a great segment? Cody goes and steals the belts from, from Roman's kitchen table. Uh, Roman's just, like, sitting there playing video games with his kids, and you see Cody sneak in the background, steal the belts, and run back to Raw. Like, Cody, you remember in AEW <laughs> when he dyed his hair black? He looked like the Lazy Town villain. Yeah. If they do a segment where, like, Cody loses at SummerSlam or whatever show to Roman in the big Finish Your Story rematch, and so we get Cody, he's just, he goes AWOL, he goes insane, he dyes his hair black, he's like a lazy town villain creeping <laughs> around. He's a giant jo- wise house in Pensacola, Florida. We have like a segment where Roman Reigns has got the bloodline and the Usos, and he's like five children and the wife and the, the cousins. <laughs> They're doing like a Samoan family gathering. And like you got Cody Rhodes creeping in the basement, grabbing <laughs> the championships and running away in a cartoon manner. That's the only way he can finish his story because John White just beats him every time. No matter how over Cody is, no matter how much the crowd loves him, right. no matter how many t-shirts he sells, right. pal, this man right here, Joe Anawai, will win in the end, pal. Come on now. Well, it is the middle of May. You know, it, we saw a filler episode of Monday Night Raw last night for me. Yep. And I, I mean, I, I'll say this. This is, why, this is why we didn't want Cody to win at WrestleMania. This is why you don't know it, but you didn't want this. Bro, you put Cody in filler TV in the middle of summer, bad formula, bro. What did he do? What did he do in May two years ago? What did he do two years ago in May? He cut the infamous promo on Anthony Agogo. We gotta we gotta protect Cody from himself. So he's gonna win the belt at SummerSlam. Hold it through like when the new season of Raw starts, it'll be fresh content, you know, Raw will be the WWE be motivated, and Cody will be protected from himself, bro. Did you even watch Raw last night? I don't have a clue what happened, pal. Yeah, I saw like I a, saw Brock kill him. I saw that. He's in like a three-segment night-long storyline where Brock Lesnar was like assassinating him. And like they do the, the brutal backstage beatdown to start the show. You got Brock Lesnar just going AWOL, throwing Cody into like gar- garage doors, into boxes. Cody's on the ground like, ah! He's like selling the arm. No, I saw that. Segment in the ring. Where you know Brock just snaps on Cody in the ring and he's got him in the Kimura, and it was you know very reminiscent of when Brock had Sean in the Kimura like eleven years ago, and then they had like the arm snap and Cody was like holding the arm like flailing and whatnot. Adam Pierce is there screaming, and they end the show with Triple H being like, "Cody, I'm looking out for your health," <laughs> and Cody's like, "I must beat Brock Lesnar," and basically Kevin they're setting up for Cody to lose it. Um, Saudi because of this injury and then they're going to do a rematch which Cody will win it seems and what I will say this is by far the most interesting thing going on in the company at the moment this um, that being said that leads me to what happened on Smackdown with Roman Reigns and the Bloodline and what they're doing at the moment with the Bloodline Kevin that does not need the, the world championships Roman doesn't need to have both titles right now it would be more entertaining if he didn't have those titles and he goes you know what 
I'm sick of you, Usos. You know, I can do your tag team crap better than you can. Sakura and I are going to win your titles. F you. Happy for you. There's no titles. Cody and Brock is the title feud. It just doesn't have the belts. That like watching Raw last time, like this is clearly like the main story. This is the feud. This is the best thing, biggest thing going on. You know, but there's no titles, pal, because 1,000 days, Joanna Y, pal. So hey, Cody and Brock don't need the titles. Cody and Brock don't need the titles. Because Roman does right now. I mean, that, I'm not saying that Roman does. I'm just saying Cody and Brock don't need the titles. Well, who, who do need the titles then? Like, what? <laughs> they're having a great, compelling storyline. This wouldn't work if Cody was champion. If Cody was champion, everybody'd be crying. Oh, he shouldn't be. He should be. Uh, he should look stronger. You know. Oh, how embarrassing having your champion get beaten up every week on Raw. Like, no, people wouldn't be about that. Well, people. And, would and then on top of that, like, let me say this real quick. On top of that, um, it would be far too predictable. Like you would just know Cody's gonna beat Brock. Now you have the unpredictable nature that you mentioned. Brock is gonna beat Cody most likely in Saudi Arabia. Then they'll do another rematch. If Cody's champion. Cody would have to beat Brock three straight pay-per-views in a row. And Brock Lesnar's going to be like, yeah, bro, I'm going back to Saskatchewan. I'm, I'm good. I'm not doing that. So, I mean, it, I, don't, I wouldn't say they need the championships. I wouldn't say the championships would add anything to it. Uh, not, and not, again, not to say that the championships are adding something to Roman Reigns, what he's doing. But the, the idea of Roman being a double champion, or a, I guess a triple champion... Is, is not a bad idea. I mean, uh, like eight, eight months ago, you'd be all for this. You'd be like, give Roman the belts. You know, now, now you're playing this character or whatever you do now for the show. I'm playing this character for the show. I'm watching the show and giving my opinion, pal. And the only thing I love with this, the whole Cody and Brock build to backlash. Everyone was like, why, are they, why does Brock have an issue with Cody? This was never explained. It made no sense. Wade Barrett gave some explanation that got roasted online that Brock was annoyed that his match was early on on the WrestleMania card and Cody was main eventing or something. Like, cool. The, the, the titles is like an easy way of making it much more obvious why they're feuding. That's just the point there. But I take your point, pal. I understand. Um, you can always have, you know, if they had the titles hypothetically, Brock could just, you know, win but by D or they can do something like that as like an out it's a Saudi match Kevin doesn't need to be the the greatest wrestling match of all time but I don't know pal this is always a fun debate I'll happily have it with you every elite hey pal this is our weekly Cody Roman why they should have lost the titles debate this will go on for the next like year I'm sure we'll still be talking about this it gets it's more fun every time so yeah anything else on that Kevin or do you want to move on well we're already here we're talking we're already talking about Cody versus Brock so you might as well yeah. just get to the night of champions predictions yeah. So let's let's continue this conversation. Cody versus Brock. Yep. It's going to be a singles match. Um, presumably this will co-main event. I I would assume Seth Rollins and AJ will be in the main event, and then Cody and Brock will will um will proceed that. So I'm thinking with this match the way they play it out, I, I thought for sure they'd have like a street fight or like a no holds barred or something, right. and then they would do maybe like a Hell in a Cell at the next pay per view or whatever. But it's kind of odd now, especially with the angle that Brock just broke Cody's arm. You know, Brock just shoot injured Cody Rhodes, pal, on Raw. You know, Cody Rhodes walking around with the cast for real, bro, because of what Triple H made him do for this business. Um, nevertheless, I digress. <clears throat> it's weird that they're not having like a stipulation. I, I, I know. Isn't it? This seems like one of the, the matches, you get to the actual day of the show, and on the kickoff show, they'll like do this bombshell announcement. There's a stipulation now, it's going to be a, a street fight or a no holds barred. This just seems like it can't be a singles match again. Like the way they're doing this feud, some feuds 
you feel like with the way they build and the way they present it, it's just going to have a stipulation. And this is one of them. Yeah. So, so you're saying, and the, and the Wikipedia says, and all the things saying it's a singles match still. Yep. Really? That's odd. That's probably, I, I'm willing to say that's going to change before the match, the bell rings to start it. Um, but yeah, Kevin, I'll throw to you, what's your like excitement, your interest level for this? Because these two main events are a backlash. And I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I know most people generally did. It was done pretty well. It wasn't too over the top, but it was logically booked. So where are you after this match? What's your excitement? Well, if they pull an angle where Cody's injured going into the match, it would have surprised me if this was like a quick match. If it was like a five-minute beatdown, just Cody beats the hell out of, or Brock beats the hell out of Cody. Cody goes away for like six weeks. We get promo packages of Cody training, rehabbing the arm. And then he comes back and he conquers the beast. So if, if they go that route... I would say that I'm. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm not that. I'm not super excited for this match either way. Like, like you, like you kind of mentioned, there's no reason for this match to happen. Um, it's they're just kind of filling time, and it's really an insignificant, an insignificant match when you think about it, because this, this is Night of Champions, and yeah. this is one of two matches that doesn't have a championship on the line. And I would say what Becky Lynch or Trish Stratus are doing right now is far more interesting as as the only other non-title match than than what Cody and uh, and Brock are doing. Like, yeah, the segment is captivating. In a, in a grand scheme, it's probably the best thing going on. But it's not like we haven't seen this already. We've already seen Cody beat up Brock. Uh, sorry, I keep saying that. We've already seen Brock beat up Cody in the lead up to Backlash, you know, the Raw after WrestleMania. We've seen it. We've been there, done that. So it's not like, you know, well, what we're seeing with Becky and Trish is just a little bit different. And it's kind of carrying that match. So in the grand scheme, I don't think Cody and Brock is that significant to the show. But what do you think? interesting uh, it's amazing how like yeah it's the, it's the same show we have different such different perspectives on i think this is like the most interesting match on the show mm-hmm. personally that's just me really you're more interested um, in this than you are in the world championship match yes what rollins will just win like i don't view that as that interesting like you know it, we've seen rollins and styles before that's not a first time match neither is this not saying it is but you know cody and brock i just think it's because of the stars it's who, because of who's involved i understand where you're coming from with that but you know we've seeing the element of Brock beating up Cody before. It's not like a, oh my God, first time ever thing. But I mean, they've been feuding for, what is that? Like six weeks, seven weeks. It's still, it's not like it's a a Randy Orton and John Cena thing. We've seen it month after month, year after year. And you're thinking, okay, don't need to say this. It's still pretty fresh. It's still, to me at least, like, oh damn, Cody's feuding with Brock. That's pretty cool. Like Cody's being presented really well. Brock is just Brock. We've discussed this at length. He's phenomenal. So I'm interested in what they do. Brock, especially in the last couple of weeks, what I will say to you, Kevin, his presentation has gone up another level. He's just on like a war path, but having, him having like the cut on his head and like his facial expressions and he's like, he's got the um, the flannel or the vest on and the denim vest. Like it's just, it's such a cool presentation. So I like the dynamic. To me, I'm most excited for this, albeit probably a bit predictable. I think Brock will just beat him up in like eight minutes and get the win. Um, and they'll, they'll sell that Cody was hurt, as you were saying, and he'll probably rehab and you'll see Cody, Rocky Balboa running up steps in the middle of June. He'll be getting to the top. He'll be like, dun, 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 American dream. Dun, 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 he's going to be punching the meat. What? He's going to be punching the meat. Yeah, he's, he's going to be beating meat, pal. Just like Santino Morella and um, the Elimination Chamber 2012. But yeah, so that, that's the main match I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Cody and Brock. Um I just think it should be really fun. So there you go. Oh man! Hey, right. let's talk about Becky Lynch or Trish Stratus. Let's get the other non-title yes. match out of the way. You go first. Talk to us. 
Bro, Becky Lynch cut the promo of the year on Trish Stratus. That was like, oh my god. I can't believe Trish Stratus let her say that. Honestly, I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's one in a few months that they'll be like, Ooh, we should have kept that in the drafts. Um, but man, that was, wow. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Becky Lynch brought up the, uh, the, the Trish Stratus barking like a dog segment and kind of just was like, yeah, you don't deserve to be on my level because of that segment, essentially, is like what she told her. Um, do you have, do you remember like an exact quote or a better paraphrase of what she said? I just re I just remember see I just remember hearing her mention the bark like a dog, and I was like, whoa, yeah. oh, I can't believe they brought that up. It, she mentioned it like multiple times in the promo. It wasn't just like a like a one line thing. Like she mentioned it, and then twenty seconds later, she like you know pretended to bark at like the the mock trip. Yeah, that was and nuts, like, it's just, bro. It's just brilliant stuff. Like like as far as a I guess a, a women's promo segment, that's probably my favorite one. I mean that I can think of because it was topical it was relevant it was creative it wasn't just i'm a better wrestler it was bringing out something personal something that actually happened and really progressing the story so yeah i want to see this match at night of champions i'm interested to see how they play it off um becky's obviously the i guess the present day star so she'll carry the match you'd reckon but yeah that should be really good yeah i'm trying to find a quote right now i can't find it i can't find a good quote um, but man, yeah, it's gonna be a good match. These are two of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. Easily two of the top five women's competitors in, in WWE and wrestling history. I, I don't. I think we're we're in agreeing with that, right? Yeah, I mean, yes. you know, it's like it's cool. It's it's a dream. It's a true dream match. It, hopefully, it's a once in a lifetime match. I, I hope we don't see this like on house shows for the next six weeks, and then <laughs> you know, at the next pay per view, and then SummerSlam. Oh no! Then you know, running back at Royal Rumble 2024. Um, I, I'd say Trish has been doing great work. Let's say that Trish has been doing great work. Yeah. Becky's been kind of floundering recently. This promo, I think, got her back on track. Uh, yeah. I prefer. I don't know. Wait, well, who's the heel in this? Because I thought Trish was the heel. Because Trish turned on her partner. Trish is the heel. Well, that, that, when I was watching the segment, I, I, when Becky's delivering those lines, it was like, oh, own tree. Oh my god. Whoa, cop that Trish. <laughs> it was it was presented sort of that way. Um, it wasn't that, that's how I viewed it at least. So, in the match, I'll be rooting for Becky and it per kayfabe, but yeah, right. And the basis of the storyline is kind of like that you know, get off my lawn, you young kids. Like, that's kind of Trish Stratus, like, oh, the old school's better. You young kids know nothing about wrestling. And Becky's yeah. like, nah, I'm like, I'm a bigger star than you, bro. Like, yeah, so it, it's it's a really good dynamic and it actually works in this sense when you do that like the delusional like older wrestler is kind of like underestimating the the current top star kind of works yeah. in this sense like we've seen this this storyline before where it's kind of forced like with john cena and austin theory where it's just oh. like like oh. why is austin theory in the ring with with john felix anthony cena jr why, why is john's john felix anthony cena jr taking time off from filming fast 11 in, in taiwan being held hostage by by the Chinese government. What? Why is he being held hostage? Or why is he getting time off from that to be in the ring with Austin Theory? Like, you, ah! you, you're getting John Cena. All right, let me stop before we get flagged. Um, yeah, no. Just, I'm gonna edit. Just, I'm gonna like, edit that out. Yeah. I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Oh man. All right, back on track. So, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Who do you think is gonna win? Uh, I'm gonna say. Becky, just because Trish doesn't like need to win. But furthering on what I said just before, as far as like a women's storyline, 
as simple as this has been, it, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. It's probably one of the best ones I've seen in a while because it's just it's straightforward. That promo segment on Raw was fantastic. It brought up everything it needed to bring up. Trisha's point of, you know, like origin in the story is just literally, as you said, get off my lawn. I'm the older statesman here. Like, I'm better than all these current evolution people. And, you know, Becky Lynch is just like, no, you're not. Go bark like a dog again. Like, go away. I, I, I found the quote. Here we go. Becky said, if you think barking like a dog is embarrassing, wait until I whoop your ass at Night of Champions. Welcome to the big time, bitch. Woof, woof. Yeah, that. There you go. Man, that's wild. Yeah, how do you think, if they continue this feud, do you think they can do some potential stipulation matches, like a dog collar match or a kennel from hell match? <laughs> um, no comment. Uh, next question. Next. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So is, that, is that all from that match, Pep? Or do you want to just... Um... Yeah, I'll say this. I think Becky's going to win. Uh, I think it makes sense to have the, the current star win. All right, let's talk about the um, let's talk about the tag team championships. Let's do that. Yes. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are defending their undisputed WWE tag team titles versus the Bloodline, not the Usos, not Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns, not Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa, not Jey Uso and Solo Sokoa, not Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa, Roman Reigns is here, teaming with his cousin, Sola Sokoa. Um, yeah, so Roman Reigns, essentially, as we touched out earlier, the Usos can't get the job done, but Roman's got to do it himself. You know, he's got to get off his couch, he's got to stop playing video games with his kids, and he's got to do the Usos' job for them. Talk to us. So, yeah, essentially with this one, obviously, as we know, Roman Reigns takes six weeks off after WrestleMania, and my myself you everyone thinking when he comes back what are they going to do for this saudi show because he's going to have a match in saudi arabia that's just what's going to happen he's pretty he's going to hit a thousand days are they going to have him defend against someone who probably doesn't deserve it like a lashley or one of these guys like an almost or something like that or are they going to do something bloodline and they've gone something bloodline um i like the like angle they're going here where you've got reigns and sokoa and then the usos are being shunned in the process reigns is just like ah. Oh, peasants i can do your job better than you can like i'm the greatest singles guy huh? you you suck tag team wrestling huh? <laughs> like that i do like i like like reigns the, the best part of this is reigns you know in that segment i think a week and a bit ago where he was just like arrogantly dismissing you so he's like tag team wrestling <laughs> your tribal chief can do that too like that's funny you know like yeah. that side of roman's my favorite side where he just he just gets really arrogant and that's what i think they should be doing with him in like the singles capacity he should just be like they're bringing in a new title because they can't beat the tribal chief. Huh? <laughs> Lashley sucks. <laughs> they should be doing stuff like that. But nonetheless, Kevin, basically this match, where I see them going, I don't think Reigns and Sokoa win the tag titles. I don't. I think something happens where the Usos get involved and cost Reigns. And one of the Usos like, does something and it just, it just totally sets off Roman in the aftermath where... Sammy and Owens retain. I don't know how. They'll play it out. We'll see what they end up doing. Um, but there's going to be some shenanigans here, whether like Jay Uso tries to come down to, or Jimmy Uso tries to help Roman and Sokoa, but they end up super kicking Sokoa, and then Reigns is screaming at one of them, and then they roll up Sokoa, and there'll be something like that. It'll be a good 20-minute match, probably. There's going to be some real antics, probably a ref bump as well, Kevin, because it's a Roman match. Um, so, yeah, should be good. What do you think, pal? What are your ruthless, brutally honest calculated decisive no, predictions. you're killing my bit stop no <laughs> carry on um do you think uh 
Do you, do you think first question? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Roman Reigns? Um, do you think that that they're doing this tag team match with Roman Reigns because they don't want to overshadow the uh, the world heavyweight title? I, I assume that's why he's not defending the the, the titles. There's no other yeah. reason for it. I think it's two things. It's that is that they don't overshadow this crowning as the new champion. They don't want to overshadow that, which is you say. And as well, I don't think there's any opponents for him. This is the other thing. Like you can you can have him versus Omos because it's like Saudi and Omos is this big special attraction and it's Roman and like something like that would work. But really, you know, like you can do Lashley. Lashley couldn't even get a WrestleMania spot. So does he deserve to have a match against Roman for the title in Saudi for the thousand day thing? So really, yeah, it's a combination of both. It's a it's a kind of placeholder match which still has some interesting elements to it this bloodline story so you can get through and it's not like it's total filler but it's not going to overshadow the coronation of a new champion so uh, is and is this the first saudi show that doesn't have like a, a an overreach of like a, a legend match or like a, a part-timer i think it is well because because brock lesnar's full-time now so yeah i'd say so yeah um, yeah, we don't have we're not having like a Goldberg comeback or like an Undertaker comeback or anything like that. Like yeah, we're getting a normal yeah. show in Saudi Arabia. You know, there's no over the top gimmicks, no best in the world tournaments or fifty man Royal Rumble matches. One thing I want to mention, you I love you mentioned like a normal show. Remember the you know, four or five years ago, WWE was first getting into these Saudi shows. I remember I forget what match it was. It was it Natalia versus Naomi. They did some like first women's yeah. match. And that was like groundbreaking. It was obviously, yeah, first time women have you know wrestled or competed in Saudi Arabia, all the political stuff aside. It was like a big thing. Kevin, there's three three of the seven matches on the card are women's matches now. Like that's pretty that's pretty nuts. Like I, I want to acknowledge that like on the on the podcast. Like we've got, yeah, as we discussed, Becky's facing Trish in a singles match. We got Rhea Ripley defending the SmackDown women's title against Natalia, Bianca Belair, Asuka. Like, it's three of the seven matches of women's matches, and they're doing this in Saudi. Like, that's a pretty big deal. I have barely heard that mentioned. Like, I saw maybe a couple of people say that, but that's that's pretty pretty nuts. I think it's worth a call out, Kevin. Don't know about you. Yeah, and that was the vision. I remember that being discussed when WWE first announced the partnership with Saudi Arabia, and they were getting destroyed. And they were just like, hey, like, you know, we can't have women at the first show, but in a few years, we're going to have women on the card regularly. And now look at that. Yeah, like you said, three matches, three to seven matches of women's matches. And it's normalized now, and and that's part of Saudi Arabia. What their their plan is, their twenty thirty or twenty forty plan, whatever it is, to create a more modern civilization and culture. And we're seeing it here play out in front of our eyes. But back to this tag team title match, yeah. kind of trailed off in that for a moment. So um, I I do agree with your prediction. Of course, it's a it's a Roman Reigns match. We're gonna see some interference. But I'm curious if we're gonna see something on the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens side. Are we gonna see them like? implode tease implosion are we gonna see something with sammy and jay uso like a little bit kick back to that alliance that they had i don't know there's a there's a it's a deep riddled storyline it kind of makes sense really from the storyline that we've seen play out over the last year that they're doing this now with roman involved kind of makes sense and i think it's gonna be a pretty well well told story I, i trust wwe i'm sure this match would be good um this i mean honestly this could steal the show the way i see it yeah uh do i see the titles changing hands no, but would it surprise me? No, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they gave the tag titles to Roman and Solo. It'd be a big deal for Solo. They they could start the storyline for Roman and Solo that way. You know, the the Solo being like, "Hey, I'm better than you, bro. Like, I be I'm carrying this tag team. You're not even here half the time. I'm carrying these belts." 
Like, I'm better than you. I'm I'm the now. I'm the young guy. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's like what direction they could go in. But, yeah, I mean, for predictions, I would say Owens and Sammy keep the belts. I, I think that's most likely what we'll see. Yeah, and one thing I will say, what I do really like about this match is there's going to be a different Roman Reigns match format because for the last, I don't even know how long, you've called this out in, in infamous reviews we've done <laughs> and we've, you've generally addressed it. The match format's generally the same. It'll be objectively a really good match for 20, 25 minutes. And then you'll have Ref Bump, Usos, Sokoa, Heyman. And it's like five, 10 minutes of shenanigans and then Reigns wins. That's generally been the, the template. This will be different. Reigns is involved. Sokoa's there. You're going to have, yeah, obviously Zayn Nolan's are excellent in the ring. The Usos will get involved somehow. You know that they will. Heyman will be there. Who knows if maybe Jacob Fartou can't, like Zabuz, who knows? Who knows where they go with this? But yeah, there's plenty of avenue. There's a different format. It's a tag match now. So yeah, I, I, I like it. I think it's, it's a chance to be excellent. And it really will be. So. All right, let's talk about Bianca Belair versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. This is a WrestleMania rematch. Um, and I'm not too sure what's going on here. I'm not really too sure. What, what, what do you make of this? <sighs> My whole stance with this Bianca Belair thing is that are they really just going to have her now steamroll the SmackDown Women's Division? Is that what they're going to do with this? Like, because she, she steamrolled Raw. She destroyed that whole division. Um, is she just going to steamroll SmackDown until she finally faces Rhea Ripley? Is that where they're going? Because that seems like what they're probably going to do. Um, I think, and Kevin, I saw the murmurings of this, that potentially they're going to start to build towards and later in the year have Bianca Belair go heel alongside like the Street Profits potentially. That'd be good. And they do something fresh with that because they those acts have been faces for years, just changing it up. I, I think Bianca Belair can be a good heel. I really do. I think she's just a great talent generally. So that would work. Um, but yeah, for this match, I see Bianca Belair retaining. Um, do they pull a shocking swerve and have Asuka win? I doubt it. I, I don't I don't really see it. Asuka's just that sort of talent who similar to, I guess, like a Kevin Owens in the men's division, can really wrestle anyone, and it's going to be pretty good, and it can be a good match for a, a big event, but, you know, they're not going to win the title most of the time. So, yeah, that's my stance, Kevin. What do you think? Does Bianca Belair need to go heel? What are your thoughts on this match? Talk to us. I, I would I would like to see Bianca Belair turn heel. I would. Uh, Bianca, she got drafted to SmackDown, right? Yeah, but she's the Raw Women's Champion still. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Hard. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm still at the idea of putting all the women on exclusive to one show and just having one women's title belt. I think that would be better for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. But we all know that's, that's you know, unlikely, but nevertheless. Bianca and Asuka, we know it's going to be a good match. We've seen it already. It, mm. Every time they get in the ring, it's solid. Asuka's a, a reliable... Uh, she's like a utility player. She can do anything. Anything that WWE needs her to do. Uh, Bianca is... The absolute best in the women's division uh, one of the absolute best in the company right now mm. um i i just see it as like a showcase match yes yeah, so we're gonna get bianca 15 minutes kind of the same formula that we've seen the last couple pay-per-views the last like maybe six months of her title reign there's been showcase matches for her not really anything from a storyline perspective to sink your teeth into mm. and yeah bianca should get the easy win i mean the, it, there's always a possibility that you know it could get too predictable and wwe yeah. wants you to think that and they they could pull a switch and they could have Asuka win it. Asuka takes the title back to Raw. I don't know. Well, Kevin, I don't know whether 
like I'm not being like fickle with this. I'm not turning on Belair and saying, oh, I don't like Belair anymore. She's held the title too long. It's not that, but it's more so she won the title, what, a year and a bit ago now. It's about a 400 day run. She, you know, turns up week after week after week. And as a baby face, it's hard to do that for, I mean, over a year. It just is. I know usually when you go as a face that long, you get turned on. Bella hasn't really been turned on, but really I look at Belair and go, what's the direction here? What What's the end game for this? Is she just going to literally just beat everyone for month after month after month in these showcase matches? Because we know she's fantastic. We don't, we don't need to be showcased that much more. What we need is something fresh, not not a circuit breaker per se, but something that really is a breath of fresh air for her character, her as the performer, something that you make you go, oh, like, you know, I need to see Belair for a different reason than just, oh, she's a great athlete and twirls her hair and is really good. You know, is that fair? No, that makes 100% sense. A thousand percent. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's not really much else to say about this one. Uh, so, Gunther versus Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, this, this ma- the match itself, I think, will be pretty good. I- yeah. I'm curious to see what these two guys can do in the ring. Uh, Gunther is in the, the conversation for one of the three or four best workers in the company right now. Yeah. And Mustafa Ali, we don't really see him wrestle a lot. But when he's given the opportunity, it's pretty good. And uh, this should be something. You know, it's, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a showcase, really both guys uh, i don't really know i don't know it's it's new it's fresh we, we didn't see things like this uh, under the previous regime you know you saw kind of the same like 10 15 players being used at every single pay-per-view like mm. under the previous regime gunther would have wrestled sheamus until they we couldn't see any more of it you know what i mean <laughs> so it was just like please like make it stop like my eyes are bleeding please so now they're switching it up we're getting mustafa ali off the bench here He's going to come in. Yeah. He's going to have a good match with Gunther. And that's really all I got to say. It's going to be a good match. Gunther's going to win. And it's probably the most predictable match of the night. Oh, easily. Yeah, no. Like, on Raw, you've got this Imperium, Zayn Owens, Riddle, like, segment match. That, that's what they were showcasing on Raw. Um, they weren't really doing much to get you hyped for this match. Because this match is a given Gunther's going to retain. Yeah. Like, Gunther, if and when he, it, like, finally loses proper it's going to be against one of either like cody maybe brock maybe like a roman like a top tier star is going to be the one who beats him it's not going to be ali um ali is there to have a good maybe 10 12 minute match ali will get beaten up for eight minutes he'll have a big flurry he'll hit some crazy moves crowd will go nuts for a bit then gunther will what will probably happen ali will do some hot like the high flying move gunther will pop up and like chop him and ali he'll just like go flying and he'll you know his chest will be like ripped in half that sort of thing. And then Gunther will just win something like that, which would probably be a fun match. Um, no reason it shouldn't be. Uh, but yeah, Kevin, I just want to say one thing just quickly about Raw. I know this is just classic wrestling and there's nothing to really get too rolled up on with this, but I found it funny. You've got Zayn and Owens in the ring. Imperium, uh, like you've got Gunther, you've got the other two guys. They'll, they've like closed them in. Riddle comes sprinting down to make the save. And Gunther, this dominant, mighty beast, this like this lord who destroyed Sheamus and Drew McIntyre WrestleMania on the great matches. Gunther sees Matt Riddle, this clown, like, yeah, come on, come on, in the ring. And Gunther goes, no, he just, Gunther just leaves. I was like, okay, I get it. He's a heel, sure, but come on. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Anyway, that's just that. Kevin, any, th- any other thoughts on this match or be good to move on? No, sir. Yeah, so now we have uh, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. 
for the oh, SmackDown shit. Women's Championship. Can you recap for us how we got to this point? Because I don't remember. I I'm struggling to remember in my brain. I know I, I know I know the reason. I just don't remember how we got here. Is it bad that I barely do either? This is one of those matches where they do like one interaction. They have like one segment. They just announce it for a pay-per-view. Because really, Rhea Ripley on Raw, her big segment for the week was she was like getting in the way of Apollo Crews during the dominant right. Apollo Crews match. So she was just kind of there. Um, hmm. As far as this match, yeah, it's happening, Kevin. It's a showcase for Rhea Ripley, quite literally. Yeah. Um, yeah, about it. It's all I've got. Yeah, me too. Rhea Ripley's going to win. Uh, this is the second most predictable match of the night. This might even be more predictable than Gunther and Mustafa Ali. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but Gunther and Mustafa Sorry. Ali will probably be a better quality match. I'm not doubting Natalia or Rhea Ripley's in-ring skills. I, I just I, I believe in the, the other talents a little bit more. Yeah, well, can just a quick one with Rhea Ripley. So she's now the, what, the SmackDown Women's Champion who's on Raw? Yes, that is correct. First of all, can, can Triple H just do a segment where they, they both have to do like a belt swap and they get hated and they like shove each other and they give each other the championships begrudgingly? And then, then that way the Raw Women's Champion can be on Raw and the SmackDown Women's Champion be on SmackDown? Can we just do that so yeah. they can set up their match? When, anyway, anyway. Make them shake hands. Kevin. So we had the first match for Rhea Ripley at Backlash, which was done really well against Selena Vega. Um, remember the odds for that? It was like 10,000 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like that match... End up being a great showcase for Vega, which is good. This is probably the most predictable match in wrestling history um, <laughs> here. And then, like, going forward, you look at the Raw women's division, who are the kind of challenges for Ripley? Are we thinking Becky Lynch is going to be, like, the main one they do over the summer? I think so. I think that, that seems yeah. like the most logical. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, you can do, like, Ripley versus Becky at, like, two or three shows. Um, I'd be fine if Becky beats Ripley like once. Becky's a legit star enough to beat her. Um, and then Ripley can win it back in dominant fashion or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that seems like the only way to go from here because I look at what they're doing at the moment. It's sort of just placeholding. It's just getting to that, I feel like. Um, because Kevin, yeah, no one's going to be looking back 15 years from now going, damn, that match, Ripley and Natalia, Night of Champions. Classic. That was the match that changed my fandom for wrestling, pal. It's just a filler match, though. Classic, yeah. bro. Objective classic, bro. Objective. Yeah. Yeah, Rhea Ripley wins. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And now we're here at the main event. The, uh, the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament Final. The inaugural World Heavyweight Champion. We never had any World Heavyweight Champions in wrestling before. Keep that in mind. Seth freaking Rollins takes on AJ Styles in what will... What promises to be a great match. I don't doubt yeah. this. Well, like, this could be a five, five and a half, seven. I mean, it'd be seven stars if it took place in Japan. Uh, but yeah. since it's in Saudi Arabia, it'll probably get five stars. That's racial, but anyway. That's just, it's in Japan, it's better, sure. Okay, anyway, carry on. Hey, that, that's, uh, I don't make the rules. That's just how the Wrestling know, Observer Newsletter does it, pal. Just, yeah, I'm just addressing hey, that whole thing. Anyway, I okay. speak the facts, pal. Except when it comes to Roman and Cody. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be a great match. I, I think we're both agree at that. This this will be the match of the night, in my opinion. The tag team match, the tag team titles will probably steal the show, but this will be the match of the night. Um, and I don't know who's going to win. I don't know. It seems like it's too easy to just say, hey, Seth Rollins is going to win. And both of these guys, either one of them, are credible main event caliber champions. And they both could carry Raw as the face of Raw. 
So it, you can't really go wrong either way. I think it's the perfect matchup. I think like a lot of people want to see Seth Rollins versus Edge um, after Edge yeah. cut that promo. I'm, yeah. I'm not too high. I wasn't too high on that idea. I like this better. AJ Styles been gone for, I can't even remember at this point, like 20 yeah. months. He's been on the shelf for a long, long time. I'm curious to see how he looks. He's, what, like 47, 48 yeah. now? So he's getting up there in age. I want to see how he's going to look. Um, yeah, well, what do you think? I think the match is going to be really good. Um, we, we have one sort of match to reference with these two with, from Money in the Bank a few years ago. Remember that at yeah. 2019 and Double Beauty was like, oh my God, AEW's coming in. What do we do? Rollins and Styles have a good match. Go have a good match at pay-per-view for like 20 minutes. And they did, they stole the show. This, I mean, there's obviously, there's no like big AEW threat, this big AEW shows. That's not a thing at the moment. It's more so just what match can we do to make this world title, this new belt seem as prestigious as possible. Right. And these two are going to do a great job. Um, they're going to probably go for about 22 to 25 minutes, you'd think, and you know, do what do their thing. I mean, Styles has been around for, what, 26 years? Like, he started in, like, the end of the 90s as far as his career, and he's been going ever since. Um, as you mentioned, he's been on the shelf for so long. Like, he was in the tag team with Omos, and then he feuded with Edge a little bit, and then he was just been on the shelf, really, ever since, for, like, a year so. Yeah, it should be really good. He's he should be quite fresh. Rollins is, you know, he's like the seasoned performer. He's just there every week, doing his thing, having good matches, great matches at pay-per-views. He's just the constant in the company. So yeah, this should be fantastic. I still think Rollins wins. That just seems like the obvious way of going about it. I think there's much more kind of avenues you can go with Rollins as the champion on Raw. I think there's more kind of ways you can go. Styles. He was driving to SmackDown with the OC. I understand this whole thing of, well, if he wins the title, he can just move back to Raw, but I think that's dumb. Like, yeah, yeah, they can do that, but, like, why draft him there and then, like, two weeks later just move him back to Raw? That's just pointless. So it from that angle, it just seems logical that the guy who got drafted to Raw, Raw doesn't have Roman Reigns, Raw doesn't have the world title, Rollins is on Raw, he's, like, the most constant guy there. He hasn't had a world title in four years. Um, this will probably be his best world title run if they book it even half well. Um, 2019's was a dud. 2015, you know, mixed opinions. I didn't like it that much. You thought it was okay to decent to good. Um, most people think it was fine. I think this run, if Rollins wins it at Night of Champions, can be pretty good. There's people to work with. They can have him feud with Gunther. They can do another match with Cody sometime. They can have other opponents there on Raw. There's a decent little catalog. Maybe another Brock match, who knows. But yeah, there's stuff to work with. I like, the, I like the idea of Rollins winning. I do. But either guy can win. It's not the end of the world if Styles wins. So, yeah, Cal, that's my take. Any other brutally honest, ruthless thoughts on this epic all-time great match? Or there you go. Uh, I, think, um, I, I, think, I think Rollins will win too. I, I think that's where my prediction is going to lie. Everything you said makes sense. Your case makes sense. And on top of that, Seth Rollins is a Triple H guy. Uh, we, it goes all the way back to, to uh, Seth Rollins being crowned the first ever NXT champion over a decade ago wow time flies um but yeah Seth Rollins is just he's on another level right now he's firing on all cylinders in my mind he's he's the best like, yeah the best full-timer the best most consistent guy and I know you said it too but yeah Seth Rollins says he's gonna have a good run this time I and I think they'll book it fine I don't see a way where they're gonna butcher him. You know, I don't. We're not gonna have 2015 Rollins out there hiding behind cruiserweights from the ruthless yes, aggression era. God. 
Thank God. Yeah, hopefully we're not going to have Seth Rollins teamed with his wife again and get the man's man oh. stuff. Oh. So, you know, he's been a victim of some bad booking. Yeah. Given the, this inaugural world championship, give him some good booking. Maybe we'll get, like, an open challenge or something. Who knows what, what they'll do with him. But there's yeah. a lot of different avenues they could go, like you said. Me, personally, I, I'm all for, like, a Seth Rollins-Gunther feud. You know, as, like, like a top top thing on Raw going on. But I get it, Gunther's tied up with the Intercontinental Championship. But yeah. I, I would be all for that. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't wait for this match, honestly. I, I, I'm hyped. I'm hyped to see it. Yeah, Pal, do you think there's going to be any returns of this show? Do you think Drew McIntyre is going to come back? Do you think Randy Orton's going to make his return? Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be anything here? Do you think, you know, maybe a legend? I think so. Anything or no? No, I don't think so. I think this is just going to be, uh, like, just a standard pay-per-view, just business as, u- business as usual. I don't think they're going to do anything to cater to Saudi Arabia or anything like that. Yeah. It- it's just going to be a regular show. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, McIntyre is coming back sometime next month. That's just how, it, that's just what I feel like. Did I he get drafted? I don't remember. I don't think he Someone did. Someone can this. I remember specifically, but when I, when I think of Drew, I think I drafted a Raw, I think, if you got drafted. But I, I look generally at this, like, money in the bank's in what? Another month? Yeah. In in the UK, so that, that would work for him, Drew returning, but... Yeah, I think if Seth Rollins wins the title, Drew McIntyre is one of the first opponents. That's, that's like a logical one because you mentioned Gunther. Gunther's a bit tied up at the moment with other stuff. Mm-hmm. Cody's all over the place, running around, feuding with like the big stars of the past decade with like Roman and Brock. And Roman's tied up with the bloodline on SmackDown. Brock's just Brock. He's just doing everything. So, you know, I look at Drew as a possible first contender and maybe Rollins as an open challenge. Who knows? It should be a more fun reign than the 2019 one, that's for sure, so absolutely yeah. all right well that's all i got so thank you guys for tuning in to this uh this lovely preview the only preview of night of champions that you need and we'll talk to you on the next one peace